Hey friends, this is Holly Goodman, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's group of exceptional autism parents. Welcome to another episode of Isaac's Autism Wild podcast. Today, I have another very special guest, someone I'm kind of partial to, my son, Caleb. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Caleb? Good. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Um, not much, really. Actually, that's not true because you had to do online school this year. And so you actually sat in the background of me recording some podcasts this last year. And you even occasionally when I'm podcasting will offer your two cents about the fact that I'm wrong about certain things, right? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. This is good. Did you know that your mom was a podcaster? I knew it for a long time. Really? So I actually, do you know why I asked you to podcast with me? Uh, no, not really. Because you are a person living with autism. Do you know what that means? I'm special. Well, I believe that you're special. Do you feel like you're special? Yes. Why? Because the dogs like me, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, that is true. Who do you have sitting on your lap right now while we're podcasting? Yoda. Yeah, you have Yoda sitting on your lap. Who has better things to do, like suntan. Yeah. Your other dog, Sticks, is sitting in the sun right now, sunbathing. That is true. That is his favorite thing to do. It is. Well, other than eat and sleep. I mean, it's just, it's just him. Yeah, that's just him. So the reason why I'm having you podcast with me is I thought we could talk about you as a person living with autism. I thought we could just talk about some of those things. How? What do you think about that? Okay. Now, first thing is that Yoda's probably not going to be able to sit in front of your face while we're podcasting because... It's just excited is she yeah yeah a little over attracted though <laughs> is she over attracted to you okay okay all right all right so let's start from the beginning shall we all right so do you remember how old you were when you put two and two together that you have autism do you even remember that because you have a really good memory about some things and then other things like you don't really remember it was either like the age of five or six i guess does it seem that that early so how did you know that you had autism because every everything i'd said that had like a point in it i would just repeat it (laughs) and is that part of autism is repeating yourself i think you think you think really yeah okay so you've done a lot of therapies throughout your life right Mm -hmm. do you remember a time in your life that you didn't do therapies no no do you like do you have any like which what is your what do you remember what type of therapies that you did or have done or currently do so laura so do you know what kind of therapy laura was uh focus therapy no she was occupational therapy so that means remember so remember when you were little and you still have some of these sensitivities even now but you know how like when you were little you didn't like brush yes the brushing therapy yeah so you were really sensitive to different clothes you didn't like having you didn't like walking on the grass there were certain things you wouldn't touch and actually still to this day there are some things that you don't like when your hands get dirty or like messy things on your hands and how it feels on your hands well yeah it's like washing your hands then touching like paper it's like 
irritating. <laughs> is it? So, so occupational therapy is one of the therapy interventions that we did early on because we had a lot of challenges. You wouldn't like to wear certain types of clothes. You didn't like haircuts. Do you remember how we had to do haircuts for you when you were little, little? Yeah, I wasn't really into that. No, so what did we have to do? Uh, hold me down. <laughs> So I don't know if you remember this, but I'd have to call your Aunt Heather and she would come over and her and your dad would hold you and I would use the trimmers on your hair. Do you remember that? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> now you are, how old are you now? I'm 13. You're 13. And do you still have trouble getting haircuts? No, it's just, it's pretty easy. It is pretty the easy. Best, I think the best part of the haircut now is just that little micro, like, shaver that, and it just gets to the back. Yeah. It feels very good. It does feel very good. Yeah, now, actually, you're the opposite now. Like, you are the person that if your hair gets too long and it touches, like, your eyebrows, you get really angsty about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't like that. Or if it touches, well, actually, right now, it's kind of touching your ears, so we probably need to do a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. What other things like bother you when it comes to just like feelings and how, sensitivities? How things feel. Yeah. Oh, you're very picky about your fingernails and your toenails. Well, toenails aren't really my biggest problem, yeah. but the fingernails are like, imagine like, just imagine going to a chalkboard yeah. and just having your nail, just slowly slide your nail on it. Yeah. Oh, I just, just the also of just it, a, a big piece of paper, you mm -hmm. slowly slide your fingernail on it. Just imagine how irritating that could be. Yeah, that is so true. What's the other thing now when you're talking about paper, one of the other struggles that you've had for a very long time is paper and these little pesky things that people like to rub on paper erasers juiced <laughs> so for since the time since you were little you've always hated the sound of erasers on paper right yeah why does it bother you i just i honestly don't know maybe because of the squeaking it reminds me of chalkboards yeah yeah it's always been a problem so you've had a strategy for a while now right what do you do like in a classroom i tell them to shut up I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, actually, do you remember early on? I just remind them that um, I, I'm sensitive about erasers sometimes. Yeah. Do you remember way back when, when you were at Great Northern and you had a new seating assignment and you told Mrs. J that you couldn't sit in your new seat because... She didn't listen. <laughs> but it was because you didn't want to sit, quote unquote, next to the stupid kids because they erase too much on paper, right? Yeah. Some people need to learn how to use pens. Well, and that's actually, so let's talk about that. That is one of your strategies. You hate pencils. You don't like writing with well, pencils. Well, pencils aren't really much of a problem to me. Yeah. Because it's like their erasers are much different. Like they're just. They're softer or something. Yeah. They just don't have that little like feeling or sound in it. Yeah, that's true. Another place that you've had trouble at school is with art, right? What? Art class, because there's like some art projects that you don't like because of how it makes your hands feel. I know. Clay. Yeah, I hate clay, which is so sad for well, me, Caleb. Do you know why? Because I love clay. Do you know that that was a large part of my like artistic career was ceramics? Well, the reason why I didn't, I don't like clay 
because my teacher, of course, had to put it in the head that it will take away your hand moisture. And it's like, <laughs> I like my moist hand. I wanted to go. Oh, that's so true. And now, the worst thing was I had to put on lotion. I'm not a big fan of that. No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So do you mind if we talk about lotion for a moment? Sure. Why not? Okay. So you have very dry skin. And there are times when your skin is so dry, it becomes very, very itchy. Right. Yeah. So do you remember when I got a call from the school secretary because you were itching so badly um, that you were just like really struggling at school and you were just having a very bad, no good day? It was kind of a, it was my chance to get like a, a one ticket out of school. <laughs> was it? Anyway. And so the, I remember picking you up and the school secretary just says, well, why don't you just like put on lotion? Why don't you put lotion on Caleb? And I said, oh, we don't just put lotion on Caleb. It's a big process. You hate lotion on your body right? Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Even sunscreen. You don't like sunscreen. Well, I, I'm okay with sunspray, but not sun cream. Yes. Yeah. So we can use the spray now, but we're still, we don't tolerate the lotion. And then of course, when I have to put it on your face, that also is something that you don't love, right? Yeah. You have to hold your breath and hope you don't get a taste of it. Yeah. It's so true. It so that's, awful. yeah. So let's talk about tasting. Okay. So you have been a bit of a picky eater throughout your life, right? Yeah. But I'm getting better. You are getting better. So what has changed that? Because I would say that during 2020, when we were doing like home isolation, like where we had to stay home a lot, you all of a sudden started being a little bit more willing to try different things. Like what, what about it? Like, did you just wake up one day and just be like, ping, light bulb goes on i'm going to start like trying different like foods mm -hmm. or is that really what happened no. tell me i'm asking for your perspective um, can is it can, are you able to explain why after all this time well the only thing that could really make me think of why why i became more adventurous well I, it's just a way of thinking okay. if other people are like liking things that i don't that means it must taste good to them Hmm. and besides if i were to just it's like a, it's like a hamburger like if you put in tomatoes and other things you just might not notice it so that i thought it's true i could just try new things yeah you're very particular about the brands of foods that you eat even correct yeah i honestly i i i've been trying like things that, that have a lot of things i don't like but i end up eating them you do. And you don't love all of them. But do you remember when you were young, when we would ask you to take a bite of something? Green and, beans. Well, yeah, green beans. You hate green beans. Um, but sometimes you would gag and then, of course, throw up on the dinner table. Did you do that on purpose or is it really something that you couldn't really control? Really something that I did not like. So, and you couldn't stop yourself from throwing up. You weren't just being over dramatic then? No. No. It really it was, was. actually like... Uh, like something that triggered my gag reflex. Yeah. I was actually just looking at a Facebook memory online and it was asking, oh, it was Chinese food. We were asking you to take an adventure bite of Chinese food. I did not like it. Yeah. And you still to this day don't really love of all the different types of foods that you have are willing to it's eat. Something I've always wanted to try. What's that? But meanwhile, it was closed. Yeah. You don't love Chinese food. Chinese food is one of the types I of food. I love orange chicken, though. Orange chicken is the only thing that we found that you'll eat. But I always want to try dumplings. Oh, yes. That dumplings is on the list. But also, you used to, when you were little, you used to eat tons and tons of rice. And then you went rice years and years. one favorite. Yeah, when you were little. And then, all, then of sudden, all of a sudden, I just stopped wanting to eat them. Why? Do you remember why? Well, maybe it was just this one time when, when Dad was cooking the rice. 
Well, he it wasn't his best. It wasn't his best uh, uh, effort. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh man, don't tell me it's gonna be like this. It was like two, it happened like three times in a row. I was oh. like, oh man, is it just me or is rice getting more bad now? Yeah. So that is a really so good. Then I stopped for a long time. Yeah. But I, as soon as I tried it again, it's like, you know what? It's actually not so bad after all. Yeah. And you actually now are even being adventurous and putting soy sauce on it. I love soy sauce. Yeah, soy sauce is actually pretty good, which actually is a really good point to bring up. You have very strong memories when it comes to things. So if you try something and it was a horrible, no good experience, you will not try it ever again. Like it just almost becomes like imprinted in your memory. And that's one challenge that we've had is you become very rigid in your likes and dislikes if you've had a bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know why that is? Is it just cause you anxiety or... Do you know why it is that you can't give it a second try? No, not really. It's just your the way your brain works? Yeah, pretty much. Because hmm. I think about, um, I mean, rice was one of those things. One day you're eating it every single day, and then all of a sudden you refuse to eat rice. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you have that reaction to restaurants. If they don't meet your expectations, then they almost, you. it's like they're dead to you. It's like little Ratatouille, yes. uh, it's food inspector guy. You're the food inspector guy. You are kind of our food inspector, aren't you? I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, I like, I pretty much expect how I want my food to be. Yeah. <clears throat> how it usually is. Yeah. Now, another challenge that you have and how autism affects you is, is that you really like to be a homebody, right? Yeah. You don't like going out much? Well, I like going out. You like going out, but like talk about what, in what context do you enjoy going out? Uh, what do I like going out to? Yeah. So when you're doing, when you're going out, what are the things that you like to do? Well, sometimes it's nice to, um, Sometimes it's nice to get like a little bit of a Subway sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Kelly mentioned that when I was interviewing your sister, she was talking about one of the challenges that you and her have is agreeing on the restaurants because you are very particular. Well, that's about because Kelly's just is, is, is as stubborn as a donkey. <laughs> and you're not? No. You're not stubborn like, at she'll, all. Like, I'll just like go with all the restaurants she'll like and she'll just say no, no, no. And she'll only go for the restaurant that she wants. Well, she likes to try new things, new restaurants, and you are not a big supporter of trying new restaurants, are you? No. Oh, I can't imagine what it's like having a child that's stubborn and rigid and doesn't like doing things. Oh, I get it. <laughs> exactly. And that example is either Tyler or Trevor. Oh, really? So it's not perhaps you? What? Nah. Yeah. So that's another difficult thing for you is, is that it is very hard for you to read people's facial features and body language so that you understand what they mean, right? Yeah. Why is it so hard? Well, it's not easy reading expressions. Why? Well, you, you could, like, they could look at you, like, if they're serious. Is it hard for you to read mom's... They on their face. You can tell if they're just trying to be funny or they're actually serious. And so that's what's really hard for you. Sometimes people joke with you and are using sarcasm. Sometimes you'll stop me and say, Mom, are you being serious or are you being sarcastic? And then I have to tell you whether or not I'm being serious or sarcastic. But some of it is I get really excited that you even ask because you know there's something peculiar. And so you ask for clarification, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you used to say to me a lot when you were little that you mom i don't know the message of your face do you remember saying that yeah i remember saying that yeah and 
you actually don't ask me as often. So does that mean that you're getting better at interpreting mom's face or do you just not care because you're an angsty teenager? I am not. You're not an angsty teenager? No. No. So you... I wouldn't say that, really. Are you becoming a master at reading my expressions and that's why you don't have to ask me about the message of my face anymore? Well, I'm so I feel like I'm getting better at it. I think so too. But what I am trying to do is I'm trying to be better than Tyler, Trevor, and maybe even Kelly. Yeah. Because I feel like Kelly is just slowly going through that angsty teen phase. Yeah. And the way not. she's acting. And you're not, right? And I'm older than her. It is true. You are older than your sister. Let's talk a little bit about some of the controversial thing. I was telling you here a little bit ago that you have been well. Let's clarify. You've been doing therapies since you were very little. You actually don't remember a time that you weren't doing therapies, right? Yeah. And you actually like your therapies, right? Yeah, I love them all. Okay. And so what, like, you still see Alicia, who's your speech therapist. And how do you like that? It's great, really. So do you feel like therapies have been a waste of time? No. Do you feel like they're abusive? I think it's like every, I think every session is worth every penny. It is. That is so true. We have invested a lot of money in therapies over the years, but I have to tell you, I am very pleased with how far you have come, right? Yeah. And you still see Alicia and stuff that you're working with, with Alicia is you're working on reading instructions and understanding instructions and being able to pick it apart and understand what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Writing better sentences and paragraphs so that you're able to capture with words what you think in your mind, right? Yep. And what else? A better reader. It helps you become a better reader, which are really important life skills, I think. Right. Now, do you know that there are some people in the world that are actually really angry at parents and think that parents are, um, I don't think they know, I don't think they, uh, no, I don't think they appreciate of what can help them in the future. Well, I think that again, we were talking about when you have, when you experience something and you have a bad experience, how you are very rigid about trying it again, because in your mind, you think it's going to be the same outcome each time, right? So you are not open to trying things again, even if you had a bad experience, right? If you had a bad okay. experience, like you're done, right? I mean, some, it, it used to be like that, but sometimes I keep trying it. There are some things that you still try at. Yeah, there's some things that you still never want to do again. Let's talk about pizza pockets. I used to eat them almost every day. And then what happened? Well, ever since I got a cold, it felt like something was different about it. So you had a nightmare about a pizza pocket. or pe- I'm not pizza pockets. Hot pizza rolls. pizza rolls. I'm so sorry. You're right. I honestly... So you had a nightmare about a pizza pe- roll. Yes, because you had a nightmare about a pizza roll. And then it has... Well, it wasn't really a nightmare, really. So what was it about? Well, it was kind of my fault for not thinking it through. I... I also hate hot, um, no, 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 pop rocks. Oh, pop rocks. You don't like pop rocks? I used to kind of like them, but, like, ever since I had, like, pizza rolls with them, it was like, oh, my God, this is awful. And so, you know, you won't eat them anymore. And And you get really mad. You would rage at people if they cooked pizza rolls in the house. I'm not really. I would just be somewhat frustrated. Somewhat. That's your version. Right. I was going to say. I would just be frustrated. You would be very frustrated. They would just kind of mess around with me and just kind of wave a pizza roll right in my face. Yeah. And And I would just have to slap it out of their hands and tell them to stop. Yeah. You did not appreciate pizza rolls. No. Yeah. (laughs) I also, I, I really hate pizza rolls. Just 
Yeah. Well, now I'm going to draw this back to therapy. So there are people that have autism that have done therapies and had bad experiences. And so for them, their perception is, is that all therapy interventions are child abuse and negative. No, not really. You don't have that experience. They're trying to help you. Yeah. With all, everything they can. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, there's, have you loved every single one of your therapy providers? Yeah. You've been lucky. You have been very lucky and that all the therapy people that you've used over the years, you've really, really, really liked. But what would happen if one day you get a therapy provider that you don't like? What would you do? Do you think that the therapy is wrong? Or do you think maybe it's the therapist that maybe you need to look and find a different one? Uh, therapy, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not the therapy that's bad. It's the person that's doing the therapy that you probably just need to find a different provider. Here's another question. Remember when you were little and you had your iPad and you used to like find news segments and you came to me one day super sad because there was an article about curing autism. Do you remember having that conversation with me? Yeah. Why was that article bothersome to you? You were really upset about it. I was just, yeah. Why? Because I felt bad for those people who wasted their lives trying to like, figure something dumb out. Yeah, well, and I think how you it described it also, to me is, is you were mad because it's like, well, I, I'm awesome. Why would anybody want to cure my autism? Like, autism is awesome because you have a really positive association with your autism, even though there's things that are hard. You are very confident in yourself and are happy as the person that you are, correct? Yeah. So you have a very good self-esteem for a person with autism because mm-hmm. you know that you are awesome, right? Yeah. So do you feel like when we you were little, we used the analogy of a PS4 and an Xbox. Yeah. And why did we use that analogy? Because like if you put Xbox Steam on a PS4, it won't read it, right? Exactly. It won't be, it's just, it'll just be confused. Yeah. Or if you put a PS4 game in, it'll work just fine. Exactly. So which one is better, a PS4 or an Xbox? Both. They're both really awesome. But again, they have different, they're just different. doesn't mean that one is better or worse than the other one. And that's how we've always thought about autism. So when you saw that article about curing autism, it really made you mad. Yeah. Because you don't feel like it's something that needs to be cured, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be. But does it upset you to hear that some parents would like to cure autism in some of their kids? Yeah, that would just mean they don't like their kid. Is that what you think? Well, it's just my opinion, what they would think like. So let's look at Cooper. So Cooper is your stepbrother, and he is has more challenges than you in some areas, correct? Yeah. He's definitely an adventurous eater, unlike you, and you're not so adventurous. Yeah. But, but sometimes he can gain a little bit of an attitude, but yeah. still awesome. He gets frustrated because he has a hard time communicating, and he gets mad and sometimes throws tantrums, right? Yeah. Do you wish... Do you? see why john would be a parent that would like to cure autism for cooper because when you you don't think that john would nope really i don't think he would do that because he loves cooper just the way he is but if you could wave a magic wand and cooper would be able to talk would that be helpful i mean it'll be confusing (laughs) would it be confusing for who so i barely so i don't really hear cooper talk a lot yeah, you're right, he doesn't. But what if you raised, you waved a magic wand and Cooper could talk? Yeah. Would that be helpful? It'd be pretty helpful because I could understand what he needs. And but wants. do you think Cooper would be happier if he could tell people what he needs instead of being frustrated because nobody understands? Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's fair to say then for some people with autism, it's hard. Yeah. And would you be mad? So I, here's where I'm coming from, Caleb, is, is that for me, I think autism for in you is what makes you awesome. Like your autism is something that you are proud of and it makes you a spectacular human being, right? And I wouldn't change you for anything. Yeah. But with Cooper, it's hard for John because when he can't communicate, when Cooper can't communicate, John feels bad because Cooper is struggling and it's hard to watch him be so unhappy and having meltdowns because he's frustrated. And so for that reason, there's parts of autism that John wishes that he could wave a magic wand and go away. Does that offend you? No. Yeah. So do you remember when you got mad because somebody called you autistic? And you got upset about it. Do you remember why you were mad? And I just kind of prefer a different word like that. Well, at first it was because you thought people thought that autistic was your name and not Caleb. So you were like, no, my name is not autistic. It's Caleb. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And now do you like being called, oh, Caleb, he's autistic? Or do you prefer being Caleb who has autism? I still kind of prefer don't like that word you don't like the word autistic no not really yeah it's just personal preference some people like it some people don't yeah yeah do you get upset with people if they what happens if somebody calls you autistic do you get i just kind of feel somewhat offended do you say anything about it yes i kind of prefer the word other other else than autistic he just like being caleb so do you tell people that you have autism or do you keep it a secret? It's a secret. Why? You know, some people could take advantage of it. Do you feel like you've ever been taken advantage because you have autism? No. You don't? No. You don't feel so why do you feel like you need to keep it a secret? I mean, honestly, you never know. So you don't know that it would be helpful. I mean <sighs> I remember one time you actually tried to use your autism as an excuse for getting out of like an assignment or something like I can't do or you can't make me do this. I have autism. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was my only way out of problems. (laughs) And was I happy about it when I found out? No, no. And why? Because apparently homework is important in assignments. It is. But here's my perspective, Caleb, is is that autism makes you really good at some things and it makes some things harder. But you there's nothing that you can't do in this world. Right. So using your autism as an excuse to get out of doing homework does not make a mother happy. Now, the other thing that we're working on is using your autism as a reason why you don't like to try new restaurants. It's not that awesome either. Is it? Mm-hmm. We're working on it. So let's talk about how we decided that we needed to practice eating at a different restaurant. And we saw a commercial for Burger King. You're more of a McDonald's dude, right? Yeah. So we decided that what if we went someplace on our road trip that we could only eat Burger King? So what did we do? We tried Burger King. We practiced, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so- I'm, I really want to eat a sandwich now. <laughs> But we actually had to go through the drive-thru, order something that we thought you would like, and then you had to test it out before you were confident that you could try a different restaurant. Yeah. But then there's times where your dad took you to a pizza place that was new and different, and that really upset you. Well, 
I'm not going to a, it was just because I was not sociable. Well, I and there's a lot the of to socialize. Yeah. So you have to be in the mood, but also too, there was a lot of people in that restaurant that day, right? Yeah. More than like usual. Well, also when Corona was new. Yeah. And you didn't feel comfortable. You still are not, you're kind of a germaphobe. You don't like germs. So going out in places with, yeah. with Corona is not your favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you tend to be more of a homebody, but if you were to go out, what are things that you like to do mm. besides restaurants? Besides restaurants, I do like to hang out with the dogs. Yeah, but that's mostly at home. Do you get? You used to like to go and do like laser quests and things I, like that. I liked laser quests, but COVID had to crash the party. Yeah, and you like the jump trampoline places, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm fishing for a compliment for this next section. Are you ready? Yeah. If you had to tell me which your what your favorite Isaac Foundation program is or activity that we do, what would it be? Favorite activity? Yeah, favorite Isaac Foundation activity. Red light, red light, green light. You like red light, green light? Yeah, it's well, fun. Where do we play that? Downstairs. Yeah, in the game room. Yeah, we sometimes do. even ping pong, darts, or foosball. Yeah, and you know that's going to be the new Isaac Clubhouse space, right? Yeah, it's starting. At, do you know what the clubhouse is? Uh. A club? It is a club, but who gets to attend the club? Uh, me, Kelly, you, Tyler, Trevor. Well, maybe not Tyler and Trevor. No, actually, I'm going to be honest with you. So Kelly goes to Sibling Spotlight, and what is Sibling Spotlight to your understanding? Um, telling your feelings. Yeah, so she goes to Sibling Spotlight, and she talks about her feelings with other kids that have a brother or a sister with autism. So guess what the clubhouse is? Sibling Spotlight. It's kind of like Sibling Spotlight, but just for kids on the autism spectrum. It's a club of just kids who have autism. And guess what? Hmm. We're going to practice social skills. Well, guess what, Mom? You don't like social skills practice, do you? Well, no. Who does? I mean, it's really kind of lame. So guess what? I'm kidding. We're not doing that. It's just going to be a place where you can go and hang out and just do like play Among Us or Legos or play PlayStation or build robots with other kids who are also on the autism spectrum. Why would that be appealing? Or is it, it not appealing at all? It would be one of the best things to ever do. Why would that be better than just going to school? Because you could just hang out with other people. Exactly, but you could hang out with kids at school. What's the difference between you hanging out in the clubhouse and hanging out at school? Do you feel more confident when you're hanging out with some of your friends that have different communication styles that might be a little bit more flexible? Like your brother. No, not your brother. Mm-hmm. He's kind of weird. <laughs> weird. So do you feel like hanging out in a clubhouse with other kids that are like you would be more anxiety-driven or less anxiety-driven? Uh, less. Less. Why is that? Are you just more comfortable around kids that are more like you? Well something like that yeah. like some people who can relate to my problems and things I yeah guess. so are you excited for the clubhouse to start yeah yeah uh you also like our lego build days too yeah and our family fun days you even volunteered for me this last steps for autism didn't you yeah how'd that go pretty good was it pretty good wait what did you say so exactly that's what i thought you volunteered for me at the steps for autism but how did that actually go pretty chill was pretty chill but you didn't love it because it was a little too boring 
well, it was boring from your perspective because you were volunteering, but also you were complaining that there was just too many people there. Not much of a, yeah. You're just not much of a people person. Yeah. Now, if that park had been full instead of people with animals, how would that have felt? Yeah. Um, pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. All right, is there anything that we forgot? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, shall we wrap up this episode? Sure. So you know how I do that? You say goodbye. I say thanks for joining me for this episode of Isaac's Podcast. I will see you next next weekend. (laughs) Next time. Yeah, that makes more sense. (laughs) Oh, Caleb, I love you. Well, thanks for being my guest. And we will catch you next time. Yeah. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe. And just remember, we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.